0: Production she put on for a Need a spot where we can kick it. Spot where we belong, that's just for us. us, us. In this big city, I wanted to mention me. (laughs) Talk your shit Bree.
1: You guys, we are back and we have a special guest. First, I want to thank you guys so much for listening to the Bremore Productions, the Safe Place for the Black Opinion Podcast. Y'all have to like, um, please forgive me for the lack of posting so much this this season due to the fact that I am learning a lot about operating the studio and y'all probably just like, oh my gosh, this girl say this every freaking podcast episode, but I'm just... (laughs) I'm dead ass. Like, I've never been in in this position. And if you know anything about me, and even even if you don't know, I'm still going to, like, introduce you to this characteristic. Um, I'm not necessarily a perfectionist. I am a doer that have to her vision throughout and if I feel like it's not up to par to the God sent vision that was placed on my heart then I feel empty so it's very it's very hard for me to half-ass do anything in life because I feel like if I don't give it my all and if it's not what God sent to me then I go, I go like freakishly insane. So I'm trying to make sure that that doesn't happen by executing daily goals and responsibilities here at the studio. And once I am at the point where I can pass the torch to an employee or intern or whatever, and I can put my feet up a little bit, then you will have a better, um, like I will post more podcasting and i feel like that day is is coming soon i just feel like i'm interning for myself right now and i'm learning about how to operate a studio and i'm not gonna stop interning until i have successfully um created solutions for the potential problems that's some genius shit (laughs) hell yeah i hope that makes sense like i really hope that makes sense um so, yeah, and we have a special guest today, um, as I announced earlier. His, his name is Michael Styles. I've been knowing Michael Styles. You've been on the podcast before, but we can definitely reintroduce you. I've been knowing him since I was 23 years old. I met him in 2014. Um, I was promo- promoting um, my very first fashion show um, here in Dallas at the Aloft hotel yep. in downtown Dallas on Young Street. And that's another ironic example that I'm now in downtown Dallas, my studio is. And um, Michael has always been uplifting. I, we just pr- pretty much had a private conversation prior to recording about him always uplifting me and giving me gems and giving me uh, motivation to continue forward. Um, and if there is some type of constructive criticism is not necessarily like his approach is not belittling it's like i'm here to uplift you and give you all the gems you need to know for to better yourself not to be um what is that Mm, appealing to motherfuckers around you but to yourself and that's what i really truly appreciate about michael so michael thank you so much for joining us this morning it's a pleasure and um today um if you have listened to previous seasons um i have this thing called off the muscle podcast episodes where we just flow with the conversation it's not necessarily like a general topic and that's this type of episode because our conversations are so dope and it's so (laughs) excellent like if you want to y'all about to experience some real black excellence how we bounce off each other how we throw our ideas how we speak metaphors and um there's a mixture of uh storytelling as well parables that you see in the bible (laughs) 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 that's our that's our conversation like y'all gonna be like (laughs) and you ain't even gotta be high nah (laughs) you hear me (laughs) so yeah what's up michael
0: Man, nothing, man. Listen, um, because, you know, I I did reach out to you and say, hey, I'm going to do a podcast. Uh, And it was at the point I was just uh, tired of the bullshit. You
1: know what? I feel like you've been tired of the bullshit for like
0: a while (laughs) (laughs) now. And and you're right. You're right. I have. And it's, it's so many levels to the bullshit. And the time foolery that's been going on around here in society, uh, especially when it comes to black people. Or oh, let, let me change. Let me change that term, man. Because one, I'm not a category, um, and I know we've been using it for a long time. But uh, today, I will refer to myself as the Negro, and I'll tell you why. <laughs> So we had this idea that a Negro or the Negro was a term that these uh that our European uh counterparts came up with. Nah. It's not a term they came up with. Uh the word Negro has been used uh as far back as probably uh, 1346, and it was always to describe those uh inhabitants. They were right there in uh, in Spain and Portugal who were black Jews. These black Jews were known as Negroes. It's always been synonymous. If you look up any book before 1850, and I want y'all to catch that because 1850 is very important. Uh, the Because shortly after, I, I say after 18, I'll say after 1860, the narrative began to change in books. Uh, Even the idea of what a Caucasian, and that's the reason I say European counterparts, because I dare not use the word Caucasian because those of us who may be of learned nature may understand that a Caucasian has nothing to do with a skin color, but it has everything to do with a group of people who came from a particular region. And these people originally, your original Caucasians, were uh arab hebrew uh many that were from africa who lived in that area in that mountain range and they were called caucasians so (laughs) in the history books you'll see where people before 1856 uh they would say that the caucasian was beautiful and how smart the Caucasian was. Well, it wasn't until well after the 1850s Negro Land.
1: <laughs> yeah, so if y'all, I want y'all to... Hey, well,
0: I was going to hear it that way.
1: Okay, <laughs> so not to cut him off, I'm sorry, but no, you if could. you can actually, you guys can actually Google Negro Land Africa map and you will see that there was a such thing as Negro Land in Africa.
0: So and, and I'm glad she was going, she went that way. See, that's why I like sitting up here. <laughs> would breathe for real.
1: Yeah, baby. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I went to, I graduated from Lincoln High School. And it's a, it's a lot of things that I don't take offense to. But it, when you trying to insult my intelligence, as if you can play me to the left, I become highly offended. So one day, in high school in my english class i had, I forgot his name but he was also i think his name was coach england i don't know i forgot but he was talking about how our community was so effed up um he actually put the zip code on the chalkboard he was like 75215 y'all kids he was just pretty much like listening out all the negative aspects of our community and i'm just sitting there i think i was the only person that's offend, offended like you got me fucked up so i work and i strive to be smart like i i want to know as much as i can because they can't take away your knowledge but yeah
0: and you know what you you should have been offended you should it should have struck a spark in you it should have struck a spark not only in you but other people that were in that classroom because uh, one of the things I find out, and I used to think it was a negative, but many times when you have teachers that make those statements, now some of them, depending on who they are, how they were raised, they might have meant it. But then some of them, if they, and, and we get offended at the one, see, we, we sit up here and we accept it when it comes from uh, white people.
1: Yeah. We but we accept it, when, a lot of shit that comes. But when, from when white it comes
0: well, when it comes from a black person, we'll get offended. They can say the white person could have said the same thing, and I'm not saying that you would have acted any different. But I'm just saying in general, this is how we kind of have done things down through the years.
1: I know, and I feel like that's just you know, I feel like that's generational because we came into this country. Well, some of us didn't. Some of us was already here. Yeah, some of, a whole bunch of a whole bunch of us was already here. But <laughs> if you are consistently from generation to generation being told what to do that's going to be passed on into you it's kind of going to be implemented into your dna and representation matters because this entire time white folk been uh, telling us what to do so it's hard for us to take any kind of constructive criticism or basic advice from ourselves
0: absolutely because we uh, that goes probably go back to the whole idea of what they call the Willie Lynch letter. Mm. Now, and, and it, oh man, this burns me so much. How we have African Americans or those who are from the African diaspora, who diaspora who sit up here and say that the Willie Lynch letters were not true, that yep. it was something fictional. Yeah. But yet, if it was so fictional, why was it easily put in place? Because we operate in that way. Today. Yes. Mhm, all the way from buck breaking, yes <laughs> uh the you know, I mean they have effeminated the black male within the household, so to to a point that, i mean so say it <laughs> we 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 have allowed and and they did it they did it purposely because if you destroy the male figure in the household. And I don't think people really understand how how deeply that goes because we always say, well, a man, if a man ain't in a house, he can't raise a boy. And we forget about the fact that there's a daughter there too. Yeah. And with the lack of a positive male figure without a real father figure in the Facts. household, now we end up giving birth to thoughts. Mm. And that's what our society has done. Yeah, because no real man is there to show them the importance of respecting yourself
1: and i would like to add this we tend to have the lack of empathy and respect for the black man because we wasn't raised with one we have all these all these um um abilities to respect and love our mother in all aspects of life but when it comes to our fathers we don't have that because they, it wasn't there so it's hard for a black woman to look at a black man as if I'm supposed to respect him as if you know it's it's like a competition almost and it shouldn't be that way
0: Well, it's going to happen that way when the closest thing to God has been stripped away from
1: mm.
0: I mean, <laughs> and, and, and now see the the whole and, and let me say this: in society, in our society, God has always been uh, the creator has always been always masculine and masculine in in all aspects. So, when you're growing up, and you had it that 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 male is not there. They did that on purpose. See, I don't get mad at black women for the conditions that we're in right now. I don't, and I'm, I'm I don't need a lot, a lot, but a lot of, a lot, I find a lot of brothers. they be angry about the black woman being strong, the black woman being independent. Yeah. And I don't even fault her for that because if we understood what took place in slave, mm-hmm. if we understood that she had, to be, she really had to be the first one to emasculate us because if not, the slave master would have done it. And he would have went so far as to even kill us because she had to find get to the point and women had to be smart enough. The queen made powerful moves on the chessboard. I must compare it to that. Yeah, She made powerful moves because she would sacrifice herself many times to save her king. And over time, uh, just like, example, you might have Billy and we have John. Billy's mom is black. John's mom is white. They're sitting at a school awards function. And Billy's mom turns to John's mom and say, "You know what? I I'm I'm I know you have to be super proud of your son because I I see he's captain of the football team and da da da." And she goes down this list of accolades, and you know, Jill over there, she's like, "Hey, you know what? You I am so proud of him." But then she snaps and says, "Well, what about Billy? Billy is a National Honor Society straight A student." President of the school council. He's uh, getting a full scholarship ride on academics and sports. His accomplishments literally eclipse what John's accomplishments are. But you know what'll come out the mother's mouth? She'll begin to talk about how he's hard-headed, how he doesn't keep his room clean, how she got to stay on him all the time. And she goes to the negative. Do you know why? Why? Because she's trying to protect her son because it's been passed down through hereditary, through DNA to protect the male child at all costs. Because when the slave masters would come along and see how strong he was, if they find out he was smart too, they was finna sell his ass. We don't understand why we do what we do unless you go back and read your history. Yes. You got
1: to go I, back, so and that's that's why I'm so things.
0: that's why I'm so fucked up about the fact that I had to watch on the news the other day. I had to start working out at the gym. I'm at Planet Fitness. I'm on my on my treadmill, and I look up on the TV, and you see these parents walking, marching down there, uh, protesting the teaching of critical race theory. First, let me tell you something: there is no such thing as critical race theory. Now, it's not a theory; it's the fucking truth. That's the problem with that whole that, that whole say, critical race theory. No, this is the fucking truth. But don't nobody want to sell. The truth has a way of punching you in your gut, splitting your wig, uh, peeling your muffin cap back, make you sit up here and expose you to some shit that your brain can't comprehend, and then you got to really look in the mirror and say, damn, this is what my people been doing? This is how I got my privilege? Because even when they don't realize they have white privilege, they just because you Feel like you came up out the hood just because you came up out a poor neighborhood. Let me tell you something. At the end of the day, what you said, you get sentenced on methamphetamines. I'm gonna get more for a dime rock. Right. How is that fair? That's favor. You 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 got privilege, and we sit up here and want to act like it don't exist not teaching about racism is not gonna make it go nowhere that's the reason it was able to rear its ugly head right now because we stopped talking about the situation we didn't fix it we swept that shit up under the rug and now it came back i think listen i'm gonna give a hand clap to donald trump because he did what he was supposed to he was created for that moment
1: now oh, we got that yeah
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he was created for that moment. Because if it had not been for this, it had not been for this man, being who he was, unadulterated in his talk and speech.
1: Unapologetic.
0: Man, just raw with it. Raw. Did not give a damn. No protection. Listen. <laughs> No Vaseline, America. No Vaseline. That's what he did to us. No Vaseline. <laughs> Open the wound right up.
1: Which is I I I always was baffled about that due to the fact that uh he wasn't the first and he's not gonna be the last racist uh president. So I, I always kind of like question what is it about him that y'all just hate so much because he's not the first?
0: Oh, he's the most honest. See, I prefer I appreciate the honest one. Because now I know where I stand with you. Mm -hmm. So he was, yeah. Was he my favorite president?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, oh, because he was honest and upfront. Yeah, 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 yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Did I like the shit he did? Hell no. But at least I knew where I stood.
1: (laughs) And how how he viewed you. For real. You don't want, we've been tattooing, uh, they've been sugarcoating shit for so long that we don't even know, you know, that it's really salty. (laughs)
0: So so let me do this. Uh for those of you who know me who may listen to the podcast, let me go ahead and give y'all a warning. See, you may know of me, but you don't know me. So, if you hear these words coming out of my mouth, don't be shocked. <laughs> it's just the know. truth. Well, oh, you know, I'm used to it. it we, right. Oh. But it shocked you the first time we had a conversation like this though. Yeah. Cuz I think the
1: first <laughs> I think the first time ever cuz I'm I'm known as the cusser. <laughs> I cuss a lot <laughs> I think about that daily but like I told God this is just one of the sins I'm gonna die with so but who
0: said it's a sin
1: child you already know who said
0: it's a sin we gonna get on them later but on. yeah okay so <laughs> the,
1: the first time you we talked like this um, it was just after that church event that we did for the Houston victims
0: right
1: right 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 so I, the last time I seen you we was in church yeah, and then the next time you talking all this black shit, I'm like, "Oh, I didn't know you had it in you." <laughs> yeah,
0: and and a lot, a lot, a lot of people didn't, because, like I say, um, now, I'm 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 gonna use you for an example. I know of you. I'll show you why I say I know of you. If you take a beach ball, we take four beach balls, right? Mm-hmm. We write a number on all of them, mm-hmm. okay? And I tell you, and I mix them up, and I line them all up, but the numbers are away from you. How you going to tell the difference between those beach balls? Not going to be able to. No. Because all, all, all that's being presented to you is that one side. So you see those panels. You say, I know my beach ball." You go over there and you say, okay, that's my beast ball right there. Your beast ball was number four, but you picked up number one not knowing it. You never looked on the other side to see if it was really yours. So, what you do is you pick up a ball according to what you see, what you know, but you don't know all the ball until you pick it up, you examine it, and you become familiar with it. Mm-hmm. Now, when you look on the other side and you turn it around, you say, oh, this is not mine. I put a four on mine because you know. You're a ball. Mm-hmm. You, know what I'm saying? you know you're a beach ball. You know what you put on there. But unless we tell anybody else, they only know what's being presented to them. People, when they first meet you, that's what they get. And people will sit up here and hold that to you. I hate this saying that we have when we sit up here and we talk about, uh, man, uh, you know uh I don't change up I always be the same you know we quick to say that no we gotta change you know what i'm saying so when we sit up here and talk about don't change up and I always be the same man that's unrealistic
1: it's very unrealistic because there's
0: no growth in that no and it's to know the essence of a person that's when you really get to know a person mm-hmm. is when you know the essence of it
1: which is uh, the foundation
0: yeah because yeah. there's no when you get off into that, man, you you're talking about really ascending to a whole high level. And I know we kinda like we say we bounce off, so we go different ways. So y'all just ride with us. <laughs> <laughs> so so when you're talking about uh that whole essence of a person, that's ascension. That that's when you when you get to the point where you're not thinking masculine or feminine, but you're thinking balanced. Because when
1: Oh, look. hold on. <laughs> Cause you you just describe God.
0: And that's the direction I was to go. Because in Hebrew, the actual term for God, we think it's always Yahweh. Yah, Yah is, is is who he is, but it's it's a it's Yahweh, Yahoo. A lot of people don't know when you say Yahweh, you're talking about the God of destruction. Cause that's a side of him. Yes You see what I'm saying So you also have Yahuwah and then you have Ahaya these are all his names But they're attached to his attributes But then you get when you're talking About the full essence of who he is There's a word that Moses Wrote on the Mount Sinai And it was Anuche Anuche means the essence Of God when you looked it up You find out that the essence of God is neither Female nor male it exists. It is the full accomplishment mm. of God.
1: Can I say something? Go ahead. So growing up, I had an a obsession with a Greek mythology. Right. So now I'm starting to learn about Orishas. Yeah. So I think in Christianity, we all talking about the same thing we talking about in Christianity is the different characteristics of God. In spirituality, is Orishas. Right. In Greek mythology, is Zeus and his kinfolk.
0: Right. And of course, Zeus actually means black. Just,
1: But, that that. yes, but it...
0: <laughs> Just to throw that side note off in there for y'all.
1: Yeah, and when I was younger, when I was like in middle school, because I had a huge obsession with Greek mythology, I remember going to my mother and saying, if you don't Pronounce it as Zeus, and you pronounce it as how we talk yeah. is Jesus. Yeah, Jesus. just it's Jesus, yeah. Yeah. and my mama was what? like, "What?" And I'm yeah. like, "Just think about it. If you if you say if you say how we talk is Jesus, if yeah. you if you in this same thing is Jesus, because I'm like I'm reading through all these parables, the same thing." These stories in Greek mythology—it's the same thing as parables in the Bible, if you ask me. But if you go through and you talk and you and you uh, compare the two and the the different uh, gods in in Greek mythology, and then you examine Christianity, it mirrors each other. It does. Same thing as spirituality—the Orish- Orishas mirrors the characteristics of God in Christianity, but we never speak about the characteristics of God in Christianity because we make it seem like God is just this. you know, what is God in Christianity?
0: Man, God is in a box in Christianity. Yes, 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 yes. Because we don't even want to, we don't even want to admit in Christianity. They don't even want to admit that, that he was the creator of evil. And it says he created good and evil. Clearly, Why do you think it was a tree to t- in the garden of good and evil? And let me let y'all know that was not a real fruit, but it was actually knowledge. It was a school of thought that was being taught in the garden. See, we don't we don't understand the vastness when it talks about garden, because we think a garden is where you're going out there and we we out there and we we plan stuff. Okay. So let me help y'all with this. Garden in Hebrew is Gan, G-A-N. G-A-N means a protected place or fence. So he put a fence around to protect this creation. What was he protecting them from? Because Cain had to get a wife from somewhere. Cain got a whole wife at the emergency, brother. He went and took a wife and then was given a mark on him to make sure that no one, as he traveled throughout his life, no one would kill him. So, systematically, if we go by what the scriptures say and the way we've been given it, it was only four people there. They had sons and daughters. They did have other sons and daughters, but we're looking at the four characters. I need us to understand that when they were given a narrative, this is a story, or this is not, and it's not a made up story, mm-hmm. but it is history being recorded. Yes. And, and you have to know what place is being recorded from. Y'all think Genesis is the first book? No, Genesis was not the You're first going book to de- in the Bible. I'm sorry. I'm just saying. I I mean
1: <laughs> and then we gotta know, got to think about this. <laughs> Who is defining what is evil? Do you understand that? Yeah. Who is defining what is evil due to the fact that a lot of us is protected by evil if you think about it. You might break your leg. In the midst of the fall, you break your leg, but God is protecting you from going up them stairs due to the fact there's a shooter upstairs or something. And that has really happened in real life. There's a whole documentary on Hulu about this little girl falling at the tree and bumping her head in such a diagonal way that it actually cured what she was previously going going through. Now she can walk, jump, now she normal, simply because of that fall so who is who is defining evil
0: listen watch this since you you, because you brought it up and it can't be nobody but the creator who is finna have me tell this um my sister was an avid horse rider fell off the horse one time hit her head they thought she had a concussion i and went to then this was oh man i was probably about 13 then so now I'm in my 30s going to cosmetology, and I'm doing pedicures for my sister, but I was real deep off of reflexology. So your big toe has an area on it that is connected to your sinus passages. Mm -hmm. So I started dealing with it, and I had just done her feet that day, man, and, and it was hurting her. Go ahead. Dear
1: creators, dear creators in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And if you're not in the Dallas Fort Worth area, I still need you to turn up the volume and listen very closely. If you're looking for a studio to create your content in, you need to look into three more productions creative lab and podcasting studio located in historic downtown Dallas. We are open from 9am to 12 midnight due to the fact that a lot of creatives are usually night owls and also have nine to five, so we wanted to include that convenience. We also have equipment, quality top-notch equipment to not only create your content with, but to also record your podcast as well. If you're looking for a studio where you have peace of mind and just the ability to be yourself with no hassles you definitely need to look into the Bremore Productions Creative Lab and Podcasting Studios. We are here for creatives. It was created by a creative. So we definitely know all the pain and the problems. So we decided to provide a solution. So again, if you are creative and you're looking to create content for your website, your social media, your TikTok, your Instagram, your Facebook, your www please look into Brie Productions Creative Lab and Podcasting Studios and you can book via our website which is www.briemooreproductions.com and anytime during this week if you are a new client we will take $20 off your next booking. You heard it right. You have to make sure you mention this ad when you are booking. We look forward to hosting you guys.
0: All right? Peace. Okay. Okay. And it was hurting her. And uh, she went outside. I had left. She went outside to we go feed the dog. And my mom and them said she passed out. She had blood coming out her nose. Mm -hmm. My sister had not had any sinus problems or a cold for a whole year. The reason why was because she had lymphoma. And the lymph nodes within her sinuses were cancer-ridden. And they were blocking up the passage to where she she couldn't even put out enough pressure to blow her nose. For a whole year, she seemed as though she was in perfect health. <laughs> but she was sitting up here with cancer. If it hadn't, now this, this is going to sound crazy, but the sinus that was back here in the back of her head, the sinus area that was back there in the back of her head, they got injured, was full of blood. That's the blood that was coming out of her nose. that caused her to go to the hospital, and they found out she had cancer. But if it hadn't been for the fact of me sitting up here doing the reflexology on her feet, it never none of this would ever happen. Mm. See, she had to go outside to fall. Yeah. Then the blood came. Yeah. But then they found out about the cancer.
1: Yeah. So she would have been living with, with cancer and not and even. She knowing. probably would have died
0: sooner than what she did, because she fought for over 10 years. She fought for over ten years. A soldier. And was it her belief in was it her belief in the Creator? Absolutely, absolutely, man. It was her belief in the Creator. Uh, can I say that maybe that that her religion had a lot to do with her strength and her being able to hold on for so long? I can't say that it had a lot of influence, but at the same time it did cut her off from walking in the fullness of who she was too. Because there were so many restrictions that we false obligations and false restrictions that we put on people in the name of religion. We couldn't even have conversations. Certain conversations. like I had deep conversations with people. uh, Very spiritual conversations. I couldn't have that with her. Could have had those conversations work because uh, me having been a former uh, witness because I was I was Jehovah's Witness at one time I was studying with him I got baptized and I knew that that wasn't where I was supposed to be because I was so vocal and so outspoken about what uh, the things of, of of being right as far as making sure that the word was being taught right making sure that uh, making sure that we were being spoken up for as a people and. That just didn't fit their quiet demeanor. I was too loud. I knew who I was. I knew I was supposed to be loud. I, 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 the dreams I have, the visions I see, I understood it. They they didn't deal with that type of stuff. So I left.
1: I think you have one of those um, spirits that operates well with, number one, leading, and number two, standing alone.
0: And I would probably say... That sound about right. Yeah. it sound about right, man. Because I, I mean, can't
1: see you being a follower. I can't see you. I can't see none of that. Even though you have explored those positions where you are, you know, a deacon, a follower, a witness or this and of that. But you don't excel well in those positions. You excel well when you on your own and you leading the way. That's how I feel about right, you. Right,
0: And a lot of that can be said that way, man. Um, that, and you you have you have hit it right on the head. <laughs> you have hit it right on the head for real, because um, my whole the the point of where I'm at right now is, I I tell people I'm on my Harriet Tubman shit, I'm on my Denmark Vesey shit, I'm on my uh, Gabriel Prosser Marcus Garvey. That's that's where I'm at right now, and it's about freeing my people all the knowledge that I've carried that I carry because, uh, so we were talking about how some things, you know, it can be looked as being bad or it can be looked as being good. Right? So I suffer from a condition called H sound, right? Hypersensitive acute memory. I have no filters to forget anything. So I live with all my pains. I live with constant PTSD, <laughs> but by me not being able to forget anything, amazingly Yah has put it in a position where he's used that because when it comes to the bible the quran I've, I've studied so many different religions and i've walked so many different walks and i have so many different memories when it comes to history that's why i'm able to sit up here and quote stuff off the way i am because i it's not me it's not like i'm going out trying to seek and do this stuff this is just who he made me
1: and you have a direct source right yeah, instead of going to a third person to seek God, you seek God on your own. And I feel like when you do it that way, you have more clarity. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And that's what we search for in these churches. We, we search for but you got to think about pastor got over hundreds and hundreds of members he have to dedicate himself to.
0: So... And that's that's one of the false obligations I'm talking about, because you won't find it nowhere in the Word. None of it, even the laws books that describe a person or a pastor as being in that position. When the high priest, listen, when when uh, Yeshua Hamashiach when he when he passed, it said he now became the high priest for everybody, because he came lived as a human. And then that word returned to to the Creator Himself, and was able to testify to what it's like to be a human. So now it gave us balance because now someone who had or, or or the entity who had been through what we've been through can now go up there and say, "Hey, wait a minute, go and give him a chance." Because when you look, and, and we have to, so nobody
1: you know, ever gave that aspect <clears throat> of it either.
0: So <laughs> when we look at it. And let's get off into something because a lot of people, I mean, everybody I hope else.
1: we ain't going too deep.
0: I'm trying, I'm trying not to. I don't think it's too deep. I don't I, think I, so. I, I, But no, no, hold on. I Wait fully me. understand. Wait a minute. Why not go too deep? <laughs> no, no. let me say this. Yeah. Let me say this. Because I used to tell people that I should dumb down. People used to tell me, oh man, you need to dumb down. I, and this was advice. Invite- <laughs> this is crazy. Because this this by far has nothing to do with, but then again, yes, it does. Because I used to have older women would tell me because I was wondering, like, dating and stuff, man, my life was just, like, crazy. You know what I'm saying? And I would sit up here and I would say to them, I am say, man, uh, they would bring to my attention that a certain female might like me because, you know, I was doing hair So at one time. So I would be oblivious to it. And then I would wonder why I couldn't keep a female. And it wasn't because, I mean, I'm doing everything, and then one of, the ladies, one of the old ladies told me one day, she said, because you two too doggone smart. It intimidates women by you being so smart. It may intimidate some of the younger women. She said, the older women, we we look for that in a man. But the younger women may be intimidated by it. Because she say, you know the conversations you have. Your conversations will make you think. <laughs>
1: And it makes you look at yourself in the mirror and be like, oh, wow. And some people can either take it as, I need to boss up. I need to learn more. I need to, it motivates them to be them better selves. And then some people, it, it, it intimidates them so much that they can't be around you because they feel less than. But your intentions are not to make them feel less than. It's to make them, hey, be better. Cause I I, I I go through that shit
0: all the time, and I, and I had I had female friends back in high school that I found out later on in life wanted to holler at me, but because of my intelligence, because I was so damn smart, they said it intimidated, and I was like, "How is that?" You know, and Willie Lynch, listen, that's what it. But watch this. That's what it's come down to in many of the churches. So let me, let me, let me explain why some of y'all who y'all, when y'all finally get to that point, you have a real relationship with the creator. Why you can't stay in those places.
1: Mm-hmm. Cause
0: those places are not meant to cultivate a relationship with the creator It's meant to cultivate a relationship with the creation. That's what it's meant to do. It's meant to cultivate a relationship with the creation. So, because you said somebody pastors, that's why I said, you know, I knew, I, I did not know that conversation was going to come up today, but I kind of had a feeling that if it did, I was going to go ahead and just un- apologize. you said, just like I said, on, because I did a podcast not too long ago uh, with some brothers of mine. And the one thing I pointed out to, and this is not in the case of all pastors, so y'all listen to me very carefully. This is not in the case of the most, all pastors. The the most.
1: Hold
0: on. Let me see. Okay. First. Okay. <laughs> so we have what's called needy people, right? So do you know that needy people also, there's two categories. There are those who need things and feel like, because they feel like they have no direction. They feel like they can't do it themselves. So yeah, they'll lean on someone who seems to have it all together and they'll, that they're clean to that person. But you also have, the second needy person. And a second needy person is the one who needs to be needed. Mm. So let me show you why they need to be needed because they need someone who will sit up here and boost their ego and their self-esteem because many of them suffer from low self-esteem within the church. And it's a pastor who told me this one time. He said, we're probably the only profession who accepts anybody who comes and says they have a calling." We don't put no test out. You ain't got to study. And that goes against everything the scriptures ever showed me. Because it was two years that the disciples walked with Christ, with Yeshua. ashamed. I'm not even going to use the term Christ. I don't use the word Jesus. I really don't say Christ that much. And I'll educate everybody on that pretty soon. So, so Yeshua, his disciples walked with him for two years before he ever sent them out to preach. Just look at the word. Before he sent the 70 out, he told, he walked with him for two years. It's only his last year here on earth that they begin to go out and do the work. Why? Because I got to show you how to live it. See, discipleship is just like parenting. I can't expect you to be a man if I ain't never showed you to be a man. You can't expect her to be a woman if you ain't never showed her how to be a woman. That means showing every single mistake you make as well as all the victories you win. That's what that is. But if you're not willing to do that, then you need to sit your ass down somewhere, Pastor. Because if you ain't willing to be transparent with your people and show them how to live this thing out for real, that they going to make mistakes and that you ain't in no room to judge them, that you make mistakes. See, some of these pastors won't even do that. They won't even sit their ass down when they make mistakes. They stay up in the pulpit. Keep on doing, keep on trying to preach the word of God. But the word of God is not. <laughs> and y'all missed the whole point. Y'all think that the message that Jesus came when we talk about the gospel, the good news of the kingdom, we say that the good news of the kingdom is the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Jesus hadn't even died. So how is that what he preaching? The real Yahshua, he wasn't preaching that. That's why everything, that's why it's so, it, it's hard. It's hard for those of us who really study the word to stay inside these, these buildings. Because one is, and just go do some research. Man, Y'all, if y'all listen to this, please go do this research for yourself. Go look up the origin of the word church. It's going to piss you off when you find out that you shouldn't be calling yourself the church. Even when you go into the Word, it is up here and tells you that it's no longer a building, it's no longer a physical structure. 1 Corinthians chapter 3, read the whole thing entirely. matter of fact, it even tells you not to boast about your human leaders up toward the last part of the chapter. It tells you that everything belongs to you. It means everybody out here who will call themselves a, a pastor, they are here to serve the people. But we have got this idea that pastors are supposed to be served. You say you call to a neighborhood, but don't nobody know you in the neighborhood. How you call in that area if don't nobody know you? What work you doing in the communities? And, and and don't get don't don't y'all get it twisted and think I'm trying to tear things down. But you know, Jesus even walked into the into the temple and flipped the tables over because they was doing things they didn't have no business doing. And they were manipulating the people. And they were stealing from the people because they was giving them faulty stuff, giving them lame animals and sick doves to go and sacrifice. Y'all put two and two together, man. These teachings y'all getting ain't always right. So, what you're going to find out is that the word church comes from a derivative of the Celtic word Kirk, which is spelled K I R K E. Kirk. Der- <clears throat> Kirk goes back to a, a Greek word which is called Circe. Circe was the daughter of Helios. 500 years before Yeshua even touched the earth, there was already a sect that was called Christians because Helios was called Helios Christos. He was the sun god. Circe was his daughter who created the Roman circus. The word Circe, C-I-R-C-E, is where... The origin of the word circus is where the circles come from. If you wanna want, if you really want to know why the church is in the position that it's in, it's because it's a freaking circus. We have been taught in the word, in, in in the word of Yah. And it says that every seed bears fruit according to its kind. So if I plant an apple seed in the ground, I'm not gonna get no oranges. So if I keep on calling myself the church and it literally is connected with the word circus then what you think you're going to have at the end of the day.
1: Yep. Yeah, and I'm, I'm literally looking it up on Google right now and everything that you are saying is factual. So <laughs> I would say to I'm, get to this information, you are going to actually have to look up the word Kirk, which is K I R I K a. And then it will tell you everything that he just said. West uh, Germanic group, group, group. West German, German, German. West German. You see that a lot from German, German to Europe. Yep. The elements of Christian church history.
0: Yeah, man, y'all go dig. Yeah, so it's Dude, uh, you got to do your own work. You got to do your homework, man. They have hid so much away from us.
1: Um, there's a Google. There's a um. It's actually. A Google book you can look up. It's called The Elements of Christian Church History. Um, and it's free. You can buy this ebook for free. Um, and it's on Google right now. So go read that. And then a lot of people don't understand that what you speak is actually you manifest that. That's true. Because that's the reason why they say spellings, spell, spellings. So we have to be very mindful of what we say and how everything is like introduced to us and presented to us because you are not only what you consume when it comes to food but you also what you uh, what you consume regarding what you read what you listen to what you decide to watch who you decide to be involved with that's all consuming, even down to your lotion. Cause the the, the skin is a wholesale on its own. So everything that you consume, there's different aspects of consuming. A lot of, pe- a, a lot of people think that you are what you eat, but you also, what you, you are what you know, <laughs> what you invest in, what you speak, <laughs> what you listen to, that's all consuming.
0: So you got a good point. Uh-huh. Well, you are, you, I think about it, you are what you eat. It means that also because you eat through your eyes. Yeah. Eat through, um, so you went away a certain a particular way just then and you had no idea because this is where I, I've been doing a lot of teaching and you hit a point, <laughs> one of the things I main things I teach on. So you talked about words, uh, spelling, right? Mm-hmm. So let's deal with this real quick. Uh, She's absolutely correct. When you say spelling, your intentions that you have, the words that you say out of your mouth, that you know that every word you say out of your mouth is a spell by itself. The word is mm-hmm. not not what you're saying. Not, to the, create sentence. The, spell, yeah, not yeah, the sentence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But a word is a sentence. So, in uh, in in shadow work, light work, however y'all want to call it. Uh, you use <gasps> what's called sigils. Oh, okay. I just came across. <laughs> so you have what's called sigils. Mm-hmm. Okay. Matter of fact, let me hold your arm up real fast. That's a sigil. That's a symbol. When you look at that symbol, it has a meaning. Correct. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna date myself. I'm 47 years old now. When I was in kindergarten. They showed me, they show you where letters come from. And you'll see the letter as it is now. The letter in Phoenician, which is basically Paleo-Hebrew. And then you'll see the letter in the earliest form of the symbol, symbol. Remember that sigils are symbols. Well, you'll see it in the earliest form of what it means. I'll never forget that the letter A was originally a cow's head.
1: (laughs) If you flip it upside down, how do you get
0: how do you get a cow's head to what we have today?
1: That goes back to the Egyptian walls.
0: Even nope, further back than that. Further back than that. Mm. See, we think he just we think hieroglyphs because they told us those were the oldest walls. Nope, nope, further back than that these symbols have been used, symbols have been used all down through the history of mankind because symbols, and then they became letters and these, but those symbols were words. Those symbols represented words.
1: Is it like the matrix?
0: Mm, now the matrix more so is on binary which uh, binary does play a lot of roles in today's society today because when you look at everything, basically you see binary codes there. We don't understand that.
1: Oh yeah. Even
0: even uh matter of fact, there is a book that's out right now, and I I cannot remember the name of it, but it's actually an older book, but it talks about uh African art and modern computers and how both of them, how modern computers, the binary code is found in modern modern computers, can be found in all African art. Mm. So this means it existed, this technology was translated through African art and we, th- they, we knew it. Look at the complexity of the world. Look at how all of a sudden you had this gap. You have all these ancient things that go back into what was called, uh, uh, pre, uh, pre-admitian or, uh, preambrian time before, uh, they say that, man even existed or animals even existed, but you find structures that date back billions of years. You got, uh, you have whole cities that have been found and that the technology the way everything has been cut, it couldn't have been cut using any quote unquote ancient tools as they told us that they had. But you find technological wonders there. Why why is it that we have this history you tell us that the whole world was dumb until you start making technological finds? But you have a whole group of people who can sit up here and do things and make something out of nothing. Oh, that sounds like creators to me.
1: God. And then you think about it, like the thing that just pushed up in my brain was like how one word have a thousand sentences Connected to that one word Like what does Even the word Business Have so many They have yeah. a full sentence Each word in a dictionary have full paragraphs On what it means But it's just one Simple word That's But it word. means so much That's
0: like the first, I, Why you saying it, The word came to my mind Fuck
1: means so much
0: Do y'all I mean Do you actually know what it means Remember, I said that each letter is, is actually, we, we look at a word and we say, oh, that's a word. But no, it's it's a spelling, it's a sentence. The word fuck literally means fucking under the king's fucking under uh consent from the king. <laughs> <laughs> fornicating, excuse me, fornicating under consent from the king. Ah uh... fuck. And I mean you can I mean you had to do some digging. I had to do some digging to find. Yeah, you're going to have to dig. <laughs> but there's so much that you can you can find when you go and dig on these words. And you'll be like, "Wait a minute, what the hell?" So you telling me that this work because in in uh uh what they call witch language, there's over 40,000 words in the English language. Why is it that you're able to sit up here And tell me a whole sentence. You might be pronouncing a curse over my life. And I wouldn't even know. You could be sitting up here giving me a very happy sentence. Something I feel like should be a blessing. But you actually speaking a curse over my life. Because I don't understand. That those those letters are symbols. Even when you go into the Hebrew. We sit up there and in English. We read in the beginning. When we look at Genesis. We say in the beginning. But when you actually go into the depths of it. That's not what it says. And they call it the basharat. When you go and look up the best you read, and you look up the translation because Hebrew is symbols. But each of those symbols that's used to make up a character has a meaning to it. And when you look into the in-depths of those meanings, you literally find out that it's a whole sentence. It's a whole statement. Yeah. <laughs> you see know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we speak things out of our mouth that we have no understanding of. And it puts us in a place that would literally trap us it puts us in a box because that's just like the words racism and prejudice are they the same definitions we relate them to each other but actually they don't mean the same so let me draw back on malcolm x real fast let me draw back to something he talked about. He was in an interview on NBC, old, old interview on NBC, man. And the gentleman asked him, uh, he was talking about white people. He says, well, you know, I don't have oh. a problem with racist white people. I have a problem with those who are prejudiced. And the guy asked me, he said, well, what's the difference? He, and he explained it like this. If you have someone who is proficient at uh, playing the piano or playing, uh, well, matter of fact, proficient in art, and they promote it and they have become the face of it and they're good and they have become associated with it and this is all that they do and this is what they're passionate about what do you call them you call them an artist right Mm -hmm. so if you have someone who is proficient at playing a cello or a violin you call them a what a violinist right You don't call them a -er. violiner okay one who plays a violin you call them a violinist well, if you have someone who is uh, proficient at speaking languages, studying languages, uh, and going into etymology, you call them a linguist. Remember, the IST is on the end of it. Mm-hmm. So, when you have someone who is proficient and proud of their race, and they're proficient in promoting their race, and they're proficient in in making sure that they everybody knows that they are number one, and they they are uh, uh, they, they, I'm proud of who I am. What do you call them? A racist. Solid racist is. But can I be prejudiced? I don't like prejudice people because you prejudge me by the demeanor of my skin. You don't know me. That's the problem. See, we have forgot about what the central idea was when this thing started. Our problem has always been to prejudice people. Until we deal with prejudice. See, we deal with that. See, we forgot the definition because we said that we took both of them put them together. I can sit up here and say, well, if is if pro-black, uh, uh, she, she's racist, and I'm going to see that as a bad thing. No, fuck that. It's the greatest thing in the world. And
1: speaking of the word F-U-C-K, if you do your Googles, what he just said is pretty much what I just found so all you gotta do is just like the origin of the word fuck and Wikipedia will pick that up and then you'll see it
0: so yeah I'm just here to make I'm just here to make people dig that's it unpack some shit we have been walking around packing fucking baggage for too long you got baggage in the fucking church you got baggage in your schools You got bag that we call a, a Justice Department.
1: Yeah, baggage at home.
0: Young people, watch this. Go Listen. watch. Go 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 watch. Go watch. Now I say watch this because I, I you know. Oh, I heard watch heard this. Heard okay, heard okay, 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 okay. So watch this. Uh go look at the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. You know, when they come, you know, when the Jump Out Boys come, they bring their paddy wagon to pick everybody up, right? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, when you watch the autobiography of Miss Jane Pickle, okay.
1: Dear creators, dear creators in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And if you're not in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, I still need you to turn up the volume and listen very closely. If you're looking for a studio to create your content in, you need to look into More Productions, Creative Lab and Podcasting Studio, located in historic downtown Dallas. We are open from 9 a.m. to 12 midnight due to the fact that a lot of creatives are usually night owls and also have nine to five So we wanted to include that convenience. We also have equipment, quality, top-notch equipment to not only create your content with, but to also record your podcast as well. If you're looking for a studio where you have peace of mind and just the ability to be yourself with no hassles, you definitely need to look into the Brewmore Productions Creative Lab and Podcasting Studios. We are here for creators. It was created by a creative. So we definitely know all the pain and the problems. So we decided to provide a solution. So again, if you are creative and you're looking to create content for your website, your social media, your TikTok, your Instagram, your Facebook, your www please look into Breamore Productions Creative Lab and Podcasting Studios and you can book via our website which is www.briemooreproductions.com and anytime during this week if you are a new client we will take $20 off your next booking you heard it right you have to make sure you mention this ad when you are booking we look forward to hosting you guys. All right. Peace.
0: So when you watch the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman, what you're going to find is there is a part in there where they have finally left the plantation. The first time she left one. And I need y'all, I need y'all to I need y'all to understand. I'm, I'm going to get some clarity too to what Kanye said about. It. Harry Tubman. I know everybody got rubbed the wrong way about that. I'm going to give some clarity to it. Um, so, Miss Jane Pittman, plantations were literally 15 miles apart from each other. So when you left one plantation, you were automatically going to run into another plantation. That's why slave revolts had to be put down so fast because they were able to recruit from plantation to plantation so quick. That's why they were able to have such large groups. But backing up away from that, uh, there was a part where the paddy roller came. Paddy roller was a paddy wagon. It came with the paddy wagon to pick up runaway slaves and free slaves that they might find that shouldn't be in that area. This was after the Civil War had been won. This was after Emancipation Proclamation had been put in place. But there were laws that was always passed that were, that were allowed to be passed in the North, as we know from watching Harry Tubman, to where they could come in and start snatching up runaway slaves. So that was before the war.
1: That's the reason why she moved that to Canada, during, right?
0: Right. That was during the war. But then after the war, you had patty rollers. Patty rollers had six star badges. The same as the
1: police officers now?
0: Absolutely. Because your paddy rollers, your slave catchers became your police officers. (laughs) That's why they call it a paddy wagon. (laughs) Because they still here to catch a slave. Now, before we go further, do me a favor. Look up Bouviers. B-O-U-V-I-E-R-S need y'all to catch on to this. Bouvier's Law Book. Law Dictionary, excuse me. Bouvier's Law Dictionary was printed in 1856. Okay? This was printed before. Now, this is very important because we have to understand words. Definitions of words are going to live through. So when you read something, you need to understand what it means to you. Because if you don't understand the definition, then you get lost in the translation. And you wonder why they still treat you the way they treat you. Now, if you have Bouvier's law book, then look up the word citizen. We're going to look up the word citizen. And we're going to see what they have to say a citizen is. Because it's going to, uh, I hope this will help you understand (laughs) why they do the things that they can do to you. And why, uh, until narratives are changed or definitions are changed, legal standings, this is legal standings we're talking about, okay? Oh, man, what did I just do? I just lost it. Boy, no, I went down too far. Okay, there we go. we almost there. Matter of fact, you got it opened up over there, sis.
1: I got, um.
0: Bouvet's law book. Yeah, I got it. should be in got- PDF form.
1: I don't have the video. I have I'm looking at the definition of it.
0: You're looking at the definition of citizen.
1: Oh, I'm sorry. Citizen. Um I was looking at the origin of the um the dictionary. Citizen. Okay. A <laughs> John Bouvier. Was All the- right. So here
0: go the definition. I'm going to read this out to y'all. And I want y'all to catch this this street. This definition is in three parts. Citizens, persons who under the constitution of the law and the laws of the United States has a right to vote for representatives in Congress and other public offices and who is qualified to fill offices in the gift of the people in a more extended sense under the word citizen or included all white persons born in the United States and naturalized persons born out of the same. Now, I want you to catch that. Included white persons that are born in the United States. Then all nationalized persons born out of the same. What does that mean? It doesn't mean born out of the United States, but it means born out of the same white people who came here and who were born. So your first generation white that's born here is considered to be a United States citizen. And everyone that comes from that after that is considered to be a United States citizen, but they all have to be what? All white. So if you don't believe me, it's going to go further into the, to the definition who have not lost their rights as such. This includes Men, women, and children. Citizens are either native-born or naturalized. Now, we might sit up here and say native-born. That means Native Americans, right? That's what we're thinking, right? That's what it should mean because that's the mindset that we've been given in the United States that when we say native, it means Native American. So it means in, when we read this definition right here, we're going to automatically think, oh, it means Native American. You've been We've been shown two parts of this definition of citizen, but we never get to the last part. So we're going to end up getting to the last part today. So, Native citizens may fill any office, nationalized citizens, may be elected or appointed to any office under the Constitution of the United States except the Office of President and Vice President. The Constitution provides that the citizens of each state shall be entitled to all the privileges and immunities of citizens in the several states. Now, this, I want you to understand, this is before the Emancipation Proclamation was put in place. This is before the Civil War had even been won. It's the definition that we're going with. Okay, so it says all natives are not citizens of the United States. The descendants of the Aborigines and those of African origins are not entitled to the rights of citizens. Anterior to the adoption of the Constitution of the United States, each state had the right to make citizens of such persons as it pleased. That Constitution does not authorize any but white persons to become citizens of the United States, and it must therefore be presumed that no one is a citizen who is not white.
1: And that made sense because John Bouvier, the one that came up with this law dictionary, was born in France. But then he came to the United States at an early age. So that was pretty much written to protect him due to the fact that he wasn't born on this land. He was born in France. Mm-hmm. And then number two, black people, we say we're not gonna use the word, the term black, but African American, African descent, um, were not people. We were property. Now, we were inventory. Were not people. Right
0: that we fit into that category too. Some of us fit in that category Yes, too. correct,
1: correct, correct.
0: So, with that.
1: And that's the reason why I said we need a new constitution. Because I'm like, where were we represented as when that was being signed and delivered? We, we said, wasn't there. We were we, serving tea.
0: We talk about, we talk about, now, this this is the crazy thing about it though. I want you to watch something. It's talking about those that are born here of African descent, Right. But if you come over, you can become a naturalized citizen through what? Going through the process of immigration. Now you consider to be a citizen. But also, just to help you out of something, and y- y'all may not know about this. But there are two. There are two forms of citizens. There's public citizens and there's private citizens. A private citizen is actually someone who has went through the whole paperwork of claiming their identity. When you're born into this world. You're born with a bond. It's called a birth certificate. That's a bond where your parents sign you back over as a ward to the country. That's why it's so easy for CPS just to come in and snatch your kids out. Because your kids don't belong to you, you just are taking care of them. That's the reason they don't mind paying you to be a babysitter, i.e. what welfare is, food stamps on the cool.
1: And that's the reason why they don't mind um, abolishing
0: abortions. They want you to keep having these kids. Well, and, and they, well, they won't. Mm, no.
1: Why Why do you think that uh. the, the <laughs> abolishing of, well, I say that because they don't want to abolish abortion, but yet they not put in solutions in place as well. Because even if a woman decides to have a, a, an abortion, um, and then it's being blocked by the government, who's gonna help her take care of that child? If she's making the responsible decision to abort the baby due to the fact that she's she's not able to take care of it financially, then how? where's the solution to help her raise that child?
0: And that's, and, and I'm that's why I said that it's, it's a touchy subject, it's a touchy subject. But when you go back and you look at why abortions were brought about, why Planned Parenthood and everything was put in, in place, you have to go back to the fact that it was for the purpose of controlling populations. Let's look at the whole, let, let's, let's go back and look at something. And advancing watch another. Watch, watch this, watch this. So I noticed that the thing, one of the things that you find in the scriptures is twice they've murdered children. That were supposed to came from a special group of people. When Moses was born. What were they doing? Because the Israelites were having so many children that they were scared they were going to sit up there and overpopulate. And what did they do? Start killing the babies. If a boy or a baby was born, couldn't have a number one child. If any other children were born, any other boys were born into their household, they had to be killed. Moses' mother put him in a reed mm-hmm. a basket. Mm-hmm. And that's how he got saved. Mm. One, because he looked like the householder. He was able. It was easy to go ahead and get him into the household of the Egyptians because they was black just like the Hebrews was black. Yeah, let's be real candid about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's the reason he was able to fit into the house. That's also the reason he was able to when he left there. And we say, you know, we get the narrative in Exodus or in uh, Exodus that he ran into the desert uh, for forty years and worked as a a, a, a sheep herder. Let me help y'all with something. There was a group of people that were known as shepherd kings. They were Kushites. And the Kushites had also ruled in the Egyptian lands too. Matter of fact, Egypt didn't like them so much. That's why they put the Israelites, because the Israelites were shepherds too. That's why they put them into captivity. See, we don't get the whole story unless you read all the books. Read the book of Yasher, and you'll find out that when Moses ran, his, father, his father-in-law his Jethro was the king over the Cushites. See, the ideal back then was, and then in the, in, on top of that, in the African nations, the African diaspora back then, it was two kings to every kingdom. It wasn't just one person. Why was it put that way? To keep a balance. Two heads better than one. Well, I always hear that term. We don't understand what it (laughs) means. He ruled over them till he was 160 years old. Then he went back, left his son to rule in his place. Because he had a son by Zipporah, the Ethiopian, the Cushite.
1: But do you think that there's laws in these uh, statistics that's being placed out here? Like, You know, when Kanye was on his presidential run, he was saying that black babies are the most aborted. But however, you don't necessarily see black people screaming and waving about abortion laws. You see white folk putting these laws in place and blocking abortions. So I kind of feel like it's a lie that's being told about who's really having all these abortions.
0: It, It has been aimed toward us. Yeah, a lot of them do you, a lot of them get just like, okay, that's just like prison prison was never designed for them. Read your 13th Amendment. The people that it talked about when it said that these people can be reincarcerated or incarcerated again if they break a law, who is these people? Who was the people that was free? The 13th Amendment was to free a group of people who was already in captivity. Who were the people that was in captivity? We were. So this means that when it uses the verbiage and it talks Please. about the establishment of prison. It was only meant for those slaves because when they, they didn't have just like today, when they let someone out of prison, they don't have a lot of programs to help you reintegrate back into society. So sometimes what happens is you get caught up. If you don't have a place to stay, now you can be locked back up for vagrancy. Do you know the law of vagrancy was a stat? When well, the first laws, it was established to lock up black slaves, fr- former slaves.
1: <laughs> so and this is the I, and I think uh, um, this uh, is, um, this saying goes over a lot of people's heads when people say that the system is doing exactly what it's supposed to do. It's not broken.
0: It's not it's not it never was. It never was It was never included to include the app Af- We just seen from the definition of citizen that it was never meant to include Aborigines or anyone of African descent. It was never meant to include us. It's not broken. You can't fix what's not broken. And that's the problem we've been having. We're trying to fix something that ain't broken. You can't fix it when it's not broken. That's why every time, every turn, listen, man, you think you can continue to use repression on the people? What is repression? Repression is actually a political move where they sit up here and you keep on hollering about you're being oppressed. You keep on hollering about how unfair something is. And then we finally say, you know what? We apologize. You're absolutely correct. But in the in the background of it is, I'm going to sit up here and tell you I'm sorry just so I can go ahead and put you niggas back to work. That's what you want is an apology? I'm going to give you that apology, but I ain't going to change shit. I treat a fucking dog civilly. You want to talk about civil rights? They sell me up under the law that I'm supposed to sit up here. If I got a big dog, only keep him on the chain for four hours a day. If I put him on the chain, I got to make sure he has shelter so he does not overheat. You can break off in my fucking car if I leave my dog in there and it's over 85 degrees. You have the legal right. You, bring more have the legal right. If you see a dog in my car and it's over 85 degrees, you can break my window. I rescue my dog, call the police on me, get my ass locked up. And I'm gonna do more time for that dog being in there for five minutes than I will if I if somebody go rape a child, if somebody sit up here and beat a woman, if somebody sit up here and go murder somebody, you will sit up here and turn my whole you will turn my whole life apart behind an animal. Ask Mike Vick what they did to him. He had a great comeback, but look how much farther he could have been if it never, would, if they never would have sat there and did it like that. He was another black man with a bunch of money who was wealthy, and they felt like his ass was getting out of line, so we're gonna put you in place.
1: And they love their dogs.
0: Look at fucking Herschel Walker. Hell, they are. They've been sleeping with them all for ah! the motherfuckers. <laughs> No, 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 no. And I'm not. I'm not. No, saying but that. that's real. And I'm being for real. No, that's you don't real. look up the information. When the Moors came along, they brought. They taught them how to corral their animals. Cor- the word corral comes from the Ethiopian word corral. Corral and corral, same as that words. The fact that they even had castles. <sighs> Hell, the Ethiopians taught them. The Ethiopians crap. taught them how to build castles. You want to see the first castle with a motor and a drawbridge? Go to Ethiopia go to Nubia. Go to the Sudan.
1: I'm going to tell y'all something. When I was in Berlin, Germany, for my um when I studied abroad to intern underneath the um uh fashion designer, I got a real authentic tour of Germany of the direct history. We even went to uh one of the um What is that? Um it happens on the holocaust what's the what's the name of it's not a plantation when it comes to them what is that camp concentration camp. Concentra- we went we oh, actually went to one on we actually went to one and i got a thorough history of it and they was talking about how sometimes it gets so cold in in germany that people get stuck in their houses and they they tend to have companionships within their dogs within their pets and shit can get so real that some people actually build real romantic relationships with their pets, and I'm that's the first time I ever heard that, and I heard that from a German, and I'm like, what? Listen,
0: let me say <laughs> you something. And they've been sitting up here dealing with sheep for the longest.
1: It makes my skin crawl. Uh, can we change subject? Change subject? Yeah, we change, change, change subject? So, we change so. All right. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, you know, look, it's just a whole bunch of knowledge up in this little bit of head. And when it comes out, it comes out.
1: <laughs> it, it is uh, extreme. That's all I'm like, ooh, child. <laughs> so what else do we... Um, let's talk about the standards in Dallas. Let's talk about the fashion industry right now.
0: Bet we can flow that way. <laughs> you know I'm really on it right now
1: <laughs> yeah so um,
0: listen let me, let me do this real fast I want to give a big props to uh, Runway Dallas okay they doing all this in fashion week and to see an African American company come in and do this thing I love it I love it man I love. It. I just want to give them they props for that because I saw uh, a, little, a few of the clips from them opening up and that's, they doing some great things. Um, so let me go ahead and just shout out because you know I'm about supporting everybody. Uh, my boy James Pope, uh, you uh, are Runway uh, or Urban Runway. They just recently uh, they did the pop up over at the Lorenzo. Okay, they did a pop up. I'm gonna give props to them. He's doing out here doing his thing. They brought a whole bunch of black entrepreneurs together, um, and then. I want to give a shout out all the way to North Carolina, where they just set up here and started a new Black Wall Street. Mm. You can't stop us, y'all. You're trying to. You're doing a good, and it seems like you're doing a good job of really rebuilding the fire. And we appreciate you because it's our time.
1: And shout out to you for having your casting call for your fashion show coming up in
0: 2022. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I probably would have said I would i don't know what i can't about for forget about you, you know and, and, and shout out to jente, jente. carter yeah that's why i was gonna sit up here say, jente uh, Carter jente jente also carter, had man. a um by jente.
1: a casting call and then the the beauty of that in that um situation it was a trifecta because they used my studio to host their casting call so that was big.
0: absolutely absolutely that was big absolutely major <laughs> real talk man so Listen,
1: I, man. I feel like a lot of us is um even virgil you know, a lot of people don't necessarily agree with his tactics and how he's moving in the fashion industry, which is understood. Some 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 things can be misunderstood, man, which yeah, is understood. Yeah. That, that's, that's, <laughs> that's the thing,
0: man. Because listen, I, I give I give props to verse. uh and that that'll probably bring us back to Kanye situation. Yeah, too. we got we even got to uh, shout out
1: to Kanye too when yeah. it comes to the fashion industry. I mean,
0: and, and people can say, listen, man. It's it's crazy to me how we are so hard on our own people. So let me do this for, let me do this real quick. Okay, let, let me just get y'all to realize something. We are the most creative force on the face of this earth. We're the most creative force in this universe, in this dimension, but yet we're the most underrated. We have so many black creatives, so many uh, African creatives how we want to look at it. We have so many creators within our custom Melanated creators. and yet we sit up here and we don't support them. Now, I know a lot of people say, well, you know, customer service, they have poor customer service. But I'm going to tell you something, man. Ralph Lauren them had poor customer service at one time because he wasn't as big as he is now. You got to go back and look at the beginnings. They didn't start out with a bunch of fucking money. Versace, Stole a bunch of shit from us. Fashion <laughs> Medu- Nova is doing your Medu- it right now. Your Medusa? Ain't no fucking Medusa. That was a female queen with dress. Mm-hmm. She had locks. Mm-hmm. Your border that's on your Versace? That was from a Bantu tribe. Yeah. They, have pictures. they have evidence of this. You want to talk about your Louis Vuitton symbols? The LV might be theirs, but the symbols on there go back to Tibet.
1: And the white folks love St. Kofa.
0: Sankofa is everywhere. Yes. (laughs) The symbols that we have, the sigils that we have within our society is now being played out. Come on, man. I'm going to give a shout-out to Dapper Dan because Dapper Dan pulled one on everybody. Dapper Dan took Louis Vuitton stuff and made it something that they didn't even understand. And then they turned around, and when they did the show, and everybody seen his style out there, everybody went to tripping. But let me tell you something. Dapper Dan already had everything under control because when they did that show, he was already. He was the one who designed everything for that show, and some of us we got man, We ain't understand. No, they wasn't stealing for Dapper Dan. Dapper Dan had finally got the props that he needed, and he was just quiet about it until the show happened. See, we 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 hear, you know, and that might be an old school word. Y'all may not know who Dapper Dan is, man. But Dapper I hope Dan, so. listen, man, I talked about Dapper say, Dan on um, on say, the podcast before. Say, I think it was season say, two, man. Dapper Dan was the man. He, he was somebody who, if if it had not been for Dalpa Dan, you wouldn't have had hip-hop in Louis Vuitton. You wouldn't have had hip-hop in Gucci. You wouldn't have had none of them. They never would have crossed it. He the one who brought that in there. The I feel like at that,
1: this man. point, anybody that jump off the porch and um, pretty much originate um, authentic styles um, within all industries, I think we should have more patience for them. And I'm not saying that. Um, all of them can be trusted because some of them do have the intentions of only seeking validation from white folk. But you really have a lot of major people out here that's that's really doing it for the community. And, Absolutely. Um, Pretty much trying to get to the point where we have access to the same resources and um platforms that the white community have. So I think sometimes it's just best to shut the fuck up and just allow things to flow. And then if things turn into another direction and we can respectfully um prove the the ill intentions of Sambo not Uncle Tom, <laughs> Sambo. <laughs> right,
0: right, 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 right.
1: Um then that's when we we hold one accountable.
0: Yeah. Cuz technically at the end of the day if you really want to know the definition of Uncle Tom, y'all listen to one right now. I'm a teacher. Uncle Tom was a teacher. Yeah. He taught his people how to read. See, we don't know the whole story. We, we don't let, know how
1: Sambo is see,
0: the one that that was fucking up. Yeah. Right. We let <laughs> this this the thing that gets me, man. The same person who has controlled the narrative continues to control the narrative, even on how we get our history.
1: Yes. And that's what I tell black folk all the
0: time. You have to go and do this research yourself.
1: <laughs> once you once you gain the history. The correct history, the factual history, the
0: whole story,
1: the whole story. You move different.
0: Okay, you use this word twice. What factual? I I understand. No, I have a different definition when it comes to facts. (laughs) So my definition of facts are just lies that have been agreed on by a hundred people or more. Yeah, but when you have truth, truth can't be denied. Truth is right there in front of your face. That's the one we have a hard problem with: is truth. Even in the fashion world, we have a hard problem with.
1: You know what, Judge Mathis? I I watch a lot of Judge Mathis on YouTube, and he says, uh, "If it doesn't make sense, then it's not the truth." Absolutely. So the truth is common sense. Yeah. Yeah. That's what <laughs> that's I. That's how
0: it is. That's how it is. Because it's, 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 it's proof. It's proof in
1: experiences. It's it's proof in the the way that you move. It's proof in uh, lifestyles. It's proof in nature. Yeah. And that's how I feel about black people. I feel like. I think I think the difference now that I'm learning so much about who we are as a people, I feel like Africa was not just our land. I feel like this whole globe was, this yeah, entire was. planet was. was our land. This is our home. Because if you look at the the nature of things, for example, I have a patio garden and now that I'm gardening, it reminds me so much of my hair. The fact that we need moisturizer, plants need water. Mm-hmm. The same thing that they shrink up when it's too much direct heat, which is the sun, that's the way that our hair operates. It shrinks when the sun hits directly into it and we don't, and we don't seal the moisture into
0: our hair. So watch this while you go in that direction too. Um a plant has to grow to be able to produce fruit, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So if you're always cutting your plants down, will they ever produce fruit?
1: No. But it, it it's a balance. It's a balance of that as well. Cause some, some plants actually grow at a healthier rate when you cut it down. No.
0: When you prune from it. Yeah, when you prune. No, when you cut something down, like say grass, for example. You cut grass, and it's not going. You know, it, it's certain ways you got to cut it.
1: Okay, give the definition of prune. Prune. Because I say cut when
0: I say right. prune. So prune is literally removing Dead. or the removal of something that uh, may be weaker mm-hmm. to provide strength. Mm-hmm. So.
1: Like tr- uh, your ends. Right. Yeah. That's pruning. Yeah.
0: Clipping your end. Yeah. Not a cut. Because see, a cut is different from a clip. Clip, you just clipping the ends to maintain it. Right. That's what pruning is. You want to keep your bushes looking good. You want to keep them green. Or if you're growing tomatoes, sometimes you have to sit up and prune the lower stems because they may be weaker if you're trying to get that good, that good, that, that nice juicy tomatoes. Dear
1: Creators, Dear Creators in the dallas fort Worth area, And if you're not in the Dallas Fort Worth area, I still need you to turn up the volume and listen very closely. If you're looking for a studio to create your content in, you need to look into three more productions, creative lab and Podcasting studio located in historic downtown Dallas. We are open from 9 a.m. to 12 midnight due to the fact that a lot of creatives are usually night owls and also have nine to five So we wanted to include that convenience. We also have equipment, quality, top-notch equipment to not only create your content with, but to also record your podcast as well. If you're looking for a studio where you have peace of mind and just the ability to be yourself with no hassles, you definitely need to look into the Bremore Productions Creative Lab and Podcasting Studios. We are here for creatives it was created by a creative. So we definitely know all the pain and the problems. So we decided to provide a solution. So again, if you are creative and you're looking to create content for your website, your social media, your TikTok, your Instagram, your Facebook, your www. please Look into Breamore Productions Creative Lab and Podcasting Studios. And you can book via our website, which is www.breamoreproductions.com. And anytime during this week, if you are a new client, we will take $20 off your next booking. You heard it right. You have to make sure you mention this ad when you are booking. We look forward to hosting you guys. All right. Peace.
0: So when you're trying to get that nice juicy tomato, you have to sit up here and prune on the lower levels. So all the water and the nutrients will go straight to the top. Mm -hmm. So that's what pruning is. But when you're cutting something away, cutting means to almost cut it off at the root. So. Mm. So
1: what have they cut from
0: us? Let's talk about our hair.
1: Mm, yeah.
0: Samson got his strength from what? His hair. his hair. Yeah. His hair, and this is scientifically proven. You can go look this up, though. Hair is an extension of your brain. Did you catch that? Mm-hmm. It's literally an extension from your brain. So we sit up here and cut hair, we don't allow it to grow it's an extension also of your spirituality because your hair is linked to that. Think about something, man. You go through two levels of life. You go through a freedom. Listen, and people don't understand this. When sisters sit up here and they go through their big chop phase, it's a spiritual thing to that. We we say, oh, it's just because it's a change. It's just because they letting go of a man. No, it's a spiritual thing. And it does have to do with that because a man can come in and be spiritually dominant over a woman. And we say, Oh, you're supposed to have long hair. You don't cut your hair. Da, 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 da. And okay, I got that. But at the same time, you're using that as a to dominate her. So what does it do to her spiritually? It can break her. Because now she has to maintain something, even though she may want change. She has to maintain this to please you, but never get to please herself. Because the hair thing links to everything else within that woman. If you take a choice away from her to be able to change the way she looks, it does that. Watch this. When you get locked up in prison you go to the military, guess what the first thing they do to a man? They sit up there and say, shave that man up off your face. Shave the man off my face. So immediately when you go into the military or prison, they're trying to emasculate you because this beard, this mustache this scene is seen as representing a man. They tell you to keep your hair cut, the majority, especially in Texas. They make you keep your hair cut the majority of the time. Things may have changed since I was locked up, but that's how it was. You go into the military, they shave your hair straight out because they're shaving every bit of identity away from you. Where you think they got that from? Slavery. We get this painting, this picture of of, of Africans who came over, didn't have no and didn't have no locks. I'm sorry, y'all. They get that picture because they hide the identity of who these people really was. They didn't want you to know they was Hebrews who couldn't touch their beard with a razor. They didn't want you to see men with locks. They want you to see modern-day Samson's. Took our spirituality. They took our they took our identity. That's actually why I fight the way I fight for fashion.
1: Yeah, because there is a certain standard in the fashion industry. We already know what it is and it's changing.
0: But once again, if something has been. But it took a
1: white woman. I don't feel like talking about that right now. I don't, and then we're running out of time.
0: Ah, listen, man, it, it's been great us bouncing back and forth off each other. I ain't get to talk about Derek Chauvin like I want to, but that's cool. <laughs> yeah, man, we could talk about that. Uh, <laughs> because, and, and the reason I want to touch on this, man, because I know everybody, you know, some people saying, well What do y'all think about the 22 years? Has any of y'all ever been locked up? I, I need, I don't know. I feel like the TikTok. I've been music in. I only
1: been, just, been in jail hold
0: twice. Hold on, hold on. I feel like the TikTok music just came on. Hey, you been locked up? What is
1: it? You know TikTok? how it feels.
0: It's, oh. <laughs> so it's a it's a TikTok music they be doing where they ask a question, right? Mm-hmm. And then they go off on it. It's the music switches. That they go off and go to ask you these questions because you sit up here and say one thing and they come back at you like, okay, what well, did you do this? Did you do that? did did did? did. You know what I'm saying? So that's my question. You know, everybody sitting up here having something to say, but have y'all talked to somebody who's been locked up before? Do you know what it does to a man mentally? Do you know how it can de- decapitate a man? When I say decapitate, literally take your mind up off your shoulders. I mean, literally, it will kill you to be incarcerated for 23 hours a day, only one hour out of the day. And then sometimes you might have accidents, but when they let you out of that type of lockup and put you on the yard and your little, your little, uh, Shoes. It might be as big as the podcast room. That might be all the recreation area you got. And they accidentally let an inmate over there with you, another inmate. Oh, it was an accident. We didn't mean to put him in the same place. Y'all think he gonna make it past twenty-two years? I'm gonna tell you right now, there's not a cop that's been to jail. He's been incarcerated. It's ever made it past twenty-two years because you know what they do. I'm gonna tell you, explain something to you. Correction officers don't like police officers. Why? Because police officers disrespect them and call them rental cops. Uh they law enforcement officers, too, is just a different level, but they say, Oh, you couldn't make it through the police academy, so that's why you went over there and became a correction
1: officer. Okay, because I'm about to say, are they on the same team?
0: No, not really.
1: They like distant cousins with beef.
0: (laughs) You just babysit. We out here doing the real thing. That's Ah, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes so, sense. So, so guess what? Now when one of them get in there, ain't ain't no protection because they ain't the, They don't. They don't go up on the blue code.
1: They have a whole different system. Yes. hmm You now, know what? He, he
0: might get protected by some of the white gangs down there, but I don't know. They might. not. I don't think they're gonna do it because you. You killed the modern day Messiah.
1: Is it true that some prison people that been in prison like they control the streets? Is that possible for somebody in prison to control the streets? Yeah. What was that uh power? Power is still yeah. power, man. Mm-hmm.
0: Absolutely.
1: What was that show?
0: Hey, listen, man. We where was, somebody getting, we had was to... getting cigarettes in. So let me break let me break down just some. So you can learn the the other aspect. Let let me let you let me let you into a panel of your brother. <laughs> so I did ten years, right? Okay. So in those ten years, five of those years I called shots over gangster disciples because I was an overseer on the phone. All right. So being an overseer, I man, I called shots. I had a, a young lady that I was dealing with at the time. She would bring and drop off. She would go to Sam's Wholesale Club pick up a case of buglers. A case of buglers had 144 packs of bugler cigarettes in it. Cigarettes are not legal in the state of Texas. So a pack of cigarettes could go for almost $60 worth of commissary inside the wall or $20 in cash. All right? Mm-hmm. It only You only get 36 cigarettes up out of it. But you're going to sell those 36 cigarettes if you break it down and sell those 36 cigarettes. You're going to sell them cigarettes for probably about $5 a piece, $5 a commissary a piece. Now, I just told you that a pack costs $60, but if you got $36 $5, that's more than
1: $60. Yeah.
0: So that's how much you can make off of a pack. A cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Wow. In commissary, all right? But you making $20 a pack, but then I turned around and I would sell 144 packs. That's a case. You How would you them get back. them
1: inside the jail?
0: Because I had a guard that worked for me. Mm. They was on payroll. So when you sit up there and hear these cases, these guards sitting up here uh, talk, The guards don't want no time, so they going to tell. Because they going to get busted one day.
1: Because they see the inside
0: and yeah. the, the and you got so many, You got so many female guards come down and looking for me. Looking for a man. You got female guards that'll come down there and will talk to somebody who's involved with a homosexual. Mm. Because to them, them homosexuals, them females think, look at them homosexuals like they girls. Mm. And if you sit sitting up here, you, you, making, you making one of them, they feel like they can turn you back. Mm. Or you got to, because you keeping your conversation up. Oh, yeah. See, that that's the side I don't nobody want to talk about it. Yeah, I'm telling you, you got females walking around right now that work for correctional facilities, and they involved with them type of
1: dude.
0: Mm. But it's accepted now. I mean, hey, everybody out there have a flu- y'all call it fluidity now. Everybody want a fluid relationship. Everybody Sheet. want a polyamorous late relationship around here now. I
1: don't have the strength, <laughs>
0: <laughs> the patience. I barely Same. have a
1: patience for one
0: I'm, man. I'm I'm just Sheet. saying that, that's that's how they doing now. And that's they 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 really on the cool the side that they really be inside chicks, cause they got a whole man at home. I had me guard down there. I had I, I mean I hey, think hey, I think my dad had you, a guard too. I'm gonna put too, you, I'm to, I'm gonna put you cool. to work. I'm gonna put you to work. I ain't trying. Listen, I wouldn't try. Nah, no, believe I believe it. I was not trying to have no sex. None of that. I need you to work. I'm gonna talk sweet to you. I'm gonna make you feel like you're the world. And I wasn't even trying to handle automatic conversations with.
1: You You know what? I believe it because one of my favorite movies is Shao Shank.
0: They needed friends. I was trying to save half of them down there. I believe it. And when I say save half of them, you know, a lot of people say, oh man, you playing the camp table. No. I was trying to say them because I was letting them know, hey, if you get into this game, you need to have an end goal. Don't get caught up in this game after the adrenaline. If you're going to be in this game, what's your end goal? I'm going to help you get there. But you got to just make sure you bring this in. And when we reach the end goal, I'm cutting you loose. I had a bunch of them like working with me because of that. <laughs> but some didn't mind bringing stuff in me because I actually showed I cared. Which I did, business. I've always been like that in business. Whether it was street business or whether it was legal business, I've always been the type of person that I care about people. I'm always helping somebody get to their next goal. And, and that's what you were talking about, how I like to push people. Yeah, That's just literally in me. I've ne- That's the way I'm built, is to push people to greatness. Mm-hmm. Whether it's on the legal side, Or illegal Mm side, You know what I'm saying? That's why even the industry that I got off into now, I love being off into it because I'm able to help so many people, which is medical cannabis.
1: But is it really, like, illegal, though? Like, again, who's defining illegal? Because the same (laughs) people that's making laws uh, regarding drugs are literally sniffing coke while they sign the the law bills.
0: But you have to understand why they use it. What when when a cop stops a black person? What's one of the things that they say? What, what they smell? Weed. You, you got to be smoking no weed, man. You got be. You can be an African American person who has never smoked weed in your life, and I promise you, they're gonna sit up here and say, "Can you step out the car? I think you smell weed. Now, if I search your car, you have any illegal drugs in there?"
1: Do you think weed is like a? I know this might sound a little ignorant, but do you think it's like a natural? drugs for blacks like for us it's like it's our shit like do you think absolutely okay the like first, it's a they, healing. they
0: trace back they trace the first strand back to the Congos go man listen check this out look up the term African tobacco okay African tobacco
1: Only African or wild tobacco.
0: Wild tobacco.
1: Wild tobacco. I ain't never heard of no wild tobacco.
0: Because it's cannabis. Now, okay, matter of fact, do this. Do do I look up images? Type in in African tobacco and cannabis. That's what you do. (laughs) Oh yeah, you see
1: nothing but um, you see them steaming it though. Mm Mhm. So if y'all know, can you explain steaming weed? Cause I only seen it on um a brother's page on IG that I follow.
0: Okay, so steaming weed literally is actually the best way to get. Yes. uh, Cause you can take you can take if you get it dry, you can actually steam it. And it actually re- it returns it back to the, the fullness of the flower. So the leaves of the flower, you can use it in so many different aspects as far as uh, medicinal purposes. A lot of people don't understand that before you actually apply heat to THC, uh, it's called THCA, which is a fatty acid. Uh, you can eat, you can take, if you have a fresh plant, you can take that plant and you can actually eat that plant and not get high. mm so you have what's called T A C A. So when you steam, I know a lot of us like to smoke, but uh that's also why I use the method of vaping. Dry the dryer vapes, because that's what it does is a method of steaming. It releases the steam out. But you're gonna get the most benefit out of it because literally in, in all honesty, you're not supposed to be smoking it.
1: Yeah, um queen because of, you
0: get all the toxins up out of it.
1: Yeah, Queen of Far, she said that we should eat it and drink it.
0: Yeah. And you know that's one thing you know i fix yeah my t- yeah you got your
1: teeth yeah. yeah you
0: know that's one thing i sit up here and do i make sure that people are aware of that uh because you know i'm also the cannabis doctor <laughs> you know what i'm saying because we out here trying to save our people why do you think that that's that's the most common thing among us is actually smoking weed because we're trying to get something that we're, our bodies are not able to make over here in this environment and that's uh that's that's uh can, that's uh cannabinoids so you have a system inside you called the endocannabinoid system, and it produces, uh, it helps with the pain relief, it helps with your pleasure centers and everything. But when it's not fully, as you get older, it does not make as many of those cannabinoids that you need. So it's CBG, CBN, TACA, uh, CB, uh, CBD, CBDA is so many, di- so many different forms of the cannabis because it's a plant just and like our plants does, have but, different aspects yeah, yeah. The, but this is the only plant that does over 700 different things to the human body <laughs> so if you want to know what the plan of life is and i want y'all to go do this look up the word look look up the times just go google jesus and, and cannabis and look up the images and see how many images they had from the 17th century in mosaic art which depicted the cannabis plant in every last one of those pictures every time it showed him healing somebody the cannabis plant was there
1: and um also look up what he said before um because then you'll get all kinds of books and pdf um documents um so google african tobacco and cannabis together african tobacco and cannabis you get books and pdf forms and all that good stuff that's amazing
0: Now in this particular picture that I'm showing, y'all will find it. You actually see Indica and Sativa together in the same picture. They say
1: that the, that that um, that Jesus really didn't like the reason why they put the halos above his head was to demonstrate the afro. Is that true?
0: Uh, in some cases, yeah, and because he did it. The, uh, but also, you have to understand that the halo was also a symbol of heliostone. Uh, which was the sun god who Constantine worshipped. That's a whole different show right there. That's that's actually going And you
1: can actually go and back to when um, one of Solange's performances she yeah. had like that braided halo around yeah. her head. Yeah, that- it's
0: a sign for the sim- it's a symbol for the sun god. Mm. And I know a lot of people say, oh, we should worship the sun. Okay, so paying homage to an aspect of Yah and one of his characteristics is one thing. But when you begin to worship the creator, once again, we have to understand, don't worship the creation, worship the creator. If you're going to pay homage, pay homage to the creator. It's not because when you go to Africa and you see the different animals that they we say, oh, they're they're worshiping guys. No, they weren't worshiping guys. They were paying homage to the characteristics of Yah within that area. So if it was the crocodile that was the most dominant of all the animals, then that's who they paid homage to. But why would they pay homage to these animals if they had not seen these forms before represented on God's? So therefore, you go off into the fallen angels. and Therefore, you get the gods of Egypt. You get the gods of the Greeks.
1: So Lucifer wasn't the only fallen angel? No, he
0: wasn't the only fallen angel. No, he wasn't at all. Then you got to go back and look at the definition of his name. And then you got to go back and look at the definition of what Hashatan means which is Hebrew for uh, Satan. What did it mean? It meant adversary. Anybody can be an adversary. People walk around here with the spirit of an adversary on them. Anyone who proves himself to be an enemy to you is a Satan. I rebuke you, devil. Yeah, you're rebuking the devil for real. Move around. Get behind me. And that's a real spell. When he said, when he said watch, watch this. He said to Peter, get behind me Satan. Because Peter had become an adversary to him. Because his mission was to come and die. And Peter said, I ain't going to let nobody kill you. I ain't finna die. I ain't going let you die. No. And he said, get behind me Satan. Because you're trying to stop the mission. I'm here for a purpose. If you're not for my purpose, then you're my adversary. So get behind me, Hossatan. Wasn't calling him the devil, but his actions were that of a devil. Just saying.
1: And yeah, I'm at the point nowadays that <laughs> I've been saying that lately. And I think I think the beauty of like really tapping in, into your essence and who you are in spirituality. At times you may think it's you, but you are really guided. And sometimes I can't necessarily explain why I said why I say certain things. It just come out like no more post shit.
0: Yeah.
1: I was just like, you know, I didn't I didn't think that people would latch on to it like people have latched on to it. However, it it's 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 so simple, but yet it's so um meaningful. So right. some some things cannot just be like explained.
0: No, because it's not we're vessels. Yeah. Vessels. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have two vessels that are empty, nothing in them, nothing's gonna come out of them, right? Until something's put in it. So we get together, it's always the creator in the midst of us. And I'm gonna explain why I say that. Um, if you take a two cups, one has water, one doesn't. Sit them side by side and you'll never see the other cup pour into that cup. It's not going to move. It's not going to move at all until you put your hand on it. If you're the one who filled that cup up and you want substance in the other cup, who has to do it? You got to do it. At that moment in time, you're the creator. You're the God of that situation. So you literally take the vessel, take the cup you filled up, and you pour into the other one. Now it has something. And then you go back and refill the other cup. Now, they both have something. And then they sit there until you decide to pour into something else.
1: How do you refill?
0: He's always refilling. He constantly does it. When we sleep at night, that's the time he refills us. Sleep. Through our dreams, through our visions. If we understand what uh, ascension is, astral possession, uh, projection, lucid dreaming. If we understand that there's a level of consciousness, another dimension that we go off into. When he said, if you notice, every time he did something great, he put somebody to sleep. When he put, when he created woman, he he took the gene, the rib the, from the chromosome. So y'all think it was a rib from his side. Y'all don't understand that man, if it was really a rib from inside, side, that every man would be born with a short rib, with one rib missing. We're not born one rib missing. So when you go into the DNA and the chromosome, you find out that there is a rib. He took the rib out, which, which, which gave the femininity to man because when you go back to earlier versions before the 1611 King James version, you go back to the earliest versions, they said, up and said, when God created, he said, Let us create them in our image. He created man, male and female, he created man. When you get to the 1611, and the any verse after that, it said he created them. No, no, no. The essence of man, you have to have male and female to be man. That's why it says that when two come together, they become one flesh. <laughs> That's a real thing because when they become to when they come together they create what a child and they become one flesh the manifestation of man
1: and that is literally one flesh a child right <laughs>
0: right so it says when two come together they become one flesh that's the manifestation that's man that's the creation so when he took that real clothing That's the essence. It's right there.
1: Why do you think this is my last question and we're gonna close up? Why do you think things are put into place the way they that they are? Like what is the what is the purpose? What is the reason? Why have people hidden from the truth?
0: Control. 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 And,
1: and where me. do where do God step in in, in, in the midst of all this?
0: Y'all yeah, they say twenty twenty. Mm. 416 years 2019 was the end of 416 years of slavery for the hebrew in america this is egypt how did we bring it upon ourselves because we killed the innocent man the curse was there he was going. it was meant for him it was already prophesied for him to die anyway but the curse came because when Pontius Pilate washed his hands and said, man, I'm not finna do this. This man is innocent. It was those priests, those Sadducees and Pharisees that said, nah, we'll take the curse on us and the generations to come. God damn you. Why <laughs> you just couldn't keep that shit for yourself? Y'all the ones that sit up here and kill, killed them. We ain't had nothing to do with that. And the Bible sits up here. The word, the Taurus. The and that book, sounds so familiar. It says, the Taurus says that uh that if you spill innocent blood, a curse will fall on you and your generations to come. He simply says to all out the book, he says, all you have to do is follow my will, follow my word. If you don't. then this is the end result. Because I chose you as a chosen race. Oh, yes. I know for those of you who say he's not a prospective person, you might need to go look that up. Because he is a perspectival person when it comes to the chosen race that he called out. Oh, it's in scripture? Google it. <laughs> All right, you guys.
1: <laughs> um, you uh, We pretty much just shared like our conversations that we have on a (laughs) normal basis. This is how we talk to each other, like literally. Um, and we put things in, in different perspectives. I, I warned you guys that there would be parables, uh, stories and, (laughs) you know, and it's just here to like, for you to like think for yourself, for you to, um, just dig, dig deeper within what's on the surface. Because right now, the only thing that we are seeing is what's on the surface. And I don't think the surface is really a surface. I believe it's an illusion. It's an (laughs) illusion. And we think it's a solid surface, but in our actuality, it's not. It's just simply an
0: illusion. You're not even seeing it. Mm -mm. You know how you got a box and you got wrapping on the outside of the box? Mm -hmm. We still looking at the wrapping. We ain't even got past the tape yet. We ain't got past the tape. We think, oh, man, that's a pretty box. No, it's not. So I'm going to make one more reference before we go. I want everybody to look up Dorian Gray. Just Google it.
1: Shout out to Google. I need a sponsorship. (laughs)
0: We just said Google so much on so here. I know. We...
1: Google. Should, you know, Google. reach out we... to your girl. Say reach out to the girl. Because Say... I'm, I'm 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 promo like a mother. Hey. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> so who is Dorian Gray before we wrap this up? Okay, so Dor- I, I just Dorian, Dorian, see a white man. Dorian
0: Gray. Okay, so uh, go ahead and click your images. So what you're mm-hmm. going to probably see is uh, many times what you'll see with Dorian Gray is you'll see a book that depicts a very fair and handsome gentleman that they would have considered to be handsome then, but it also would depict a picture where he may be standing next to a painting that looks very grotesque. Well, Dorian had been given a curse, per se, to where he would be able to do whatever sin he wanted to, live his life however he wanted to, but it was the sins that were were depicted in the painting. So every time he did something, the ugliness that that sin would have brought, it was depicted in that painting. He kept that painting covered up. But if you wanted to kill, and he couldn't be killed, if you wanted to kill Dorian Gray, you would uncover the painting and you would burn the painting. And then all the sins would become evident on him. So watch up. 416 years went by. Donald Trump has already been in there. He shows up and guess what? He sits up and he rips the cover back off of America this motherfucking ass and we see how ugly this motherfucker is Mm.
1: because
0: you painted to the world that you could do anything you painted to the world you was a superpower can i say something go ahead why
1: this why this reminds me of beauty of beauty and the beast
0: uh i went Not, too i went too much uh kind of, I, I, I guess kind of like the way the storyline went because no,
1: the, no, 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 no. the one aspect of beauty and the beast is remember you you get a snapshot of what the beast used to look like right, and you right, get the right. snapshot in a painting that was covered up right and once he snatched off that painting you get a reminder of his past who He was of yeah. who he was yeah, yeah. but he was he was cursed.
0: Yeah, but in this case, it's the other way around. It's the
1: other way around. You see, and that's the reason why.
0: Really yes. And see, that's why they don't like it. That's why they can't stand it right now mm. because it's reminding they motherfucking ass of who they really are. That's why even the ones...